0: I am joined by the filmmaker extraordinaire, director extraordinaire, Miss Jillian Bullock. And today on a conversation with, we are going to be discussing her films, A Sense of Purpose and um, anything else that she has coming up. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining a conversation with a podcast for and about real independent filmmakers. There's absolutely nothing Hollywood about this podcast. And we're going to dive into what it takes to make a successful independent film on a shoestring budget we all know how that is so we're going to talk to some content creators we're going to talk to some film festival curators we're going to talk with screenwriters we're going to talk with actors and actresses to get an insight on what it takes to make a successful independent film what it takes to be a successful content creator we're going to run the entire gamut of the real independent film industry so we are so excited to have you with us. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall, Jr. Uh, so I, I guess the, the way I you know, normally like to uh, start these things is basically asking, how did you get into the business of filmmaking?
1: OK, well, I was in. Lasalle University, and I was taking communication uh, degree, and part of that curriculum, you had to take film courses and screenwriting courses in order to Mm -hmm. graduate. So that was my step into the business right there, as far as learning all that. Um, When I graduated from college, I got an internship on a set of Spike Lee's movie Malcolm X. So that was just you know, you didn't get paid, you just um, did like the grunt work you know you go fetch stuff and do whatever they ask you to do you know uh it's just like again a foot in the door to learn about filmmaking especially on that type of film with denzel and and, and everybody so that was a very eye-opening experience mm-hmm. uh, working on that film um like things i saw that i liked some things i didn't like you know uh, But these, these are good things Let you let me know what I wanted to do when I became a director. Right. Wow. So <laughs> you get an
0: internship on a Spike Lee joint. Right. So did you have a lot of contact with him or were you just basically relegated to, well, this is what you do. And at no time should you bother Mr. Lee.
1: Yeah, it was no time bother, Mister okay. Lake.
0: <laughs> okay. No
1: time bother, Mister Washington either. Uh, okay. <laughs> you're intern, so you're you're basically a grunt. You don't you just um or they call you a gopher. Okay. And at the term and that when they call you a gopher, it basically means gopher means go for this, mm-hmm. go for that. That's a gopher. So you really don't you're the lowest on the total pole. So and that's okay. And you're getting your feet wet. You're getting experience. And that was fine. You have to learn somehow. So an internship on that movie was great in that sense.
0: So so let me ask you, we're we're going to stay on on Malcolm X for for a second, because here you are now, you know, a, a phenomenal director. I've seen some of your work. You started out as an intern right. on the um, set of Malcolm X, which was actually a phenomenal film. So yeah. while you were there, and, and this is basically for anyone who's listening right now and who may be new to this, what what was your mindset while being on set? You're, you know, you're not getting any money. So basically <laughs> right. you're working for free. But in essence, you were being paid in education. So how how did you how did you approach that when you were or on set. I mean, what what did you take in? Were you act you know, actively watching what everyone else was doing? So so how yeah, did that I mean, work you, out?
1: Yeah, you stay you 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 stay out the way. Once you do what you're supposed to do, you mm-hmm. stay out the way. Don't get in anybody's way. Uh and it was a difficult it was a difficult um set. I mean, you know, Spike Lee ran out of money and he had to go get more money. He was stressed by the studios. Mm-hmm. They were coming down hard on him at the time and uh he thought he might lose the film as far as the studio pulling it from him and that would have been horrible so he was very stressed so you saw that uh you saw the actors just doing their best that they could um everybody worked really hard um but it was a stressful set it really was uh to be on the first film seeing that i mean i seriously i thought about quitting it. i was like wow. i'm not doing this mm-hmm. this is this is hard this is rough and um people just it was very stressful. I was like, I I don't know if I'm cut out for this, but, um, you know, I got over it. Right. I got over it. So, you know,
0: moved on. (laughs) So did that experience help you in later years when you started actually, uh, writing and producing content on your own, seeing the nuts and bolts of how the industry really works because oftentimes what ends up happening, people are enamored with the glamor with the Mm -hmm. red carpet, but they're not really understanding what actually goes on behind the scenes into the making of a film. So with Mm -hmm. you having seen all of that firsthand, did that help you when you finally started, Creating content and writing your own scripts and producing your own films.
1: Man, it, it helped in a way, but not really because I wasn't in charge like Spike was. Okay. I, I, you know, I could just go home and just forget about it because it wasn't my film. Whereas he couldn't. Mm. <laughs> uh, but you know, a, a lot of things I saw, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do as a director. I said if I was, whenever, whenever I became a director, I said oh, I wouldn't do that or I would do this. So I did carry some of that into my process but it's it's it is stressful it is people like you said they just see the the product when it's done where all the stars are smiling and walking the red carpet getting the pictures taken and they see that they they don't see all the hard work and the years it could take um years and usually does to get a film produced even no matter if you're an independent small budget film or a big budget film it mm-hmm. still can take many years to get it done mm-hmm. um so by the time people see it, uh, all that hard work is finished. But all those years that it took to get that to that screen, it's it's a lot of work. I, I say it's a blood, sweat and tears because <laughs> but you got to love it. That's why you have to love this business. If you right. don't love it, you're going to quit because it is a lot of ups and downs. It's not stable work. Um you know, a lot of times your family doesn't understand. They'll say, why don't you go get a real job? You know, <laughs> they'll, they'll say that all the time uh, until you blow up. And right. then they're like, oh, oh, OK. Oh, yeah. But, you know, um, but it is it's a lot of work. So people need to know that if they're going to get into this business.
0: Yeah, you get to OC. Oh, I always knew that she had it in her. Yeah, right? You know, they, <laughs> girl, I was telling somebody the other day when Jillian was doing that film, I was telling Jillian, you know, I knew you were going to be somebody. Yeah, you you do get that. These but, are the same people that mm, never watched
1: my movies. Right. They never they never supported, donated when mm-hmm. I did have fundraisers. The same folks.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> and I was like,
1: "Uh-huh. But, okay."
0: <laughs> yeah, but they want to be the first one on the carpet saying, "Can we get a picture?" Right. right, And you're like, wow. So so now you want a picture. But when I was asking you for five dollars.
1: Right. You right. Uh, you were nowhere to be found. But uh, you know exactly. What? Exactly. You know. Um, yeah. And you have to think about that, too, because a lot of times I've talked to other people who have made it. I've been at film festivals and I've met other people um, who have made it now. And they they have said, you know, people have said, oh, you've changed now that you've made it. No, they didn't change. They just they just knew who supported them, right, Like Tyler Perry, he said all the time, he said, "Listen, when I was sleeping in my car and nobody was supporting me, not coming to my plays and everything, family, friends, he said, when he made it, he's like, nah i can't I can't get down with you like that, because you weren't there, I was sleeping right. in my car. <laughs> right So he remembered that you're not there, and and, and we have to remember that because I'm not going to reward you once I blow up." When you support me when I'm struggling and I'm out here eating, you know, ramen noodles or stuff so I could pay to get this next, you know, this next film done. You know, that doesn't make sense to me.
0: <laughs> no. And, you know, it, it's interesting because you, you do get that a lot. And it's interesting because, you know, when I first started, I said, well, I wanted I want to be this and then I'll be successful. But after having done this for a number of years Mm -hmm. success is relative so even when you're in your struggle and you start to advance and you start Mm -hmm. to uh make progress every year you definitely remember the people who were there at the beginning who believed in you When quote unquote, you didn't have anything at all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, you you do remember those people. Um, So I understand that you also do a lot of screenwriting and script consulting. Yes. Which is something that filmmakers really, really need. So could you touch on that a little bit? (laughs) Because you really don't have a film without a good story and can you just talk a little bit about what goes into the making of a good script something with production value that if you were to actually get to a point where you could actually pitch it a producer would actually want to green light it so could you touch on that a little bit
1: well a lot of times i find that people that who come to me, for script consultant, um, they haven't done their homework. I mean, to the point that they, their script is not even formatted correctly. I'm like, you don't have final draft? <laughs> They're like, no. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so, I really don't want to work with those people. I really Did, did you just look that face? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, really, I really can't deal with those people, because you know what? That's like wasting my time. You know, I could just take their money, you know, but it's really, it's a craft. Writing is a craft, and you have to study, you have to take courses in it. You have to do, um, read books on it. You have to read so many scripts, hundreds and hundreds of scripts in order to hone your craft. People just think you just write something and it's done. Uh, even Quentin Tarantino, who I think is one of the greatest screenwriters out there. Mm -hmm. He even says he does rewrites at least 10 times on a script. I tell people that and they're like 10 times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so I find that a lot of people don't understand What goes into a script, how to do character development, how to do a premise, how to do a plot structuring, how to do dialogue that pops, um, how to even do a act one, act two, act three. Mm -hmm. um, You know how to have an enticing incident, how to have a character arc. It's so much that goes into screenwriting. And most people that come to me don't even they don't even have the foundation. Um, And to me, I don't understand that. I'm like, if you were going to be a doctor, a lawyer Uh, Anything you have to go to school. You have to go to school. You have to learn the craft. You can't just jump out there and try to perform surgery on somebody Mm -hmm. without without you learning your craft. Mm -hmm. So screenwriting is the same the same way. It's you can't have a film without a great script or a good script. I mean, we know some scripts in Hollywood. We look at some films. We're like, how did that get greenlit? Who who did that? But to be a, a a really respected screenwriter to win awards and um have all those accolades and to have um, screens, screenplays of substance that you feel really proud of. Mm-hmm. And y- you just have to do the work They people have to put the work in, the time on.
0: So when you do your when you do script consulting and you give notes, mm-hmm. do you get a lot of pushback from uh, the the screenwriter who actually sent you their screenplay? When you're when you're giving them notes saying, well, hey, maybe this is a direction you want to go in or uh, you, you might want to flesh this character out a little bit more or, you know, you might want to remove some of that dialogue because it's not needed. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of pushback with that?
1: Some am I doing some I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just did one gentleman and um, he he needed to do. I had to Actually, I became a script doctor. I had to do a complete kind of wow. rewrite on his. But he was cool with it. He was like, "Okay." He knew he had to pay more for that. That's a different skill set that I have for Mm -hmm. that. But he was cool with it. He was happy with it. They did it once he got finished. They did a table read with script, and people loved it. So, um, but some people I do. That's why I don't do scripts consulting for friends.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) You know what? I I can only imagine what that's like.
1: Nope. Nope. I've had it happen, and they get mad at me. They don't talk to me for a while. I'm like, but but <laughs> I'm trying to help you.
0: You and see that that's the that's the interesting thing because you would want someone to tell you what would be needed in order to make it better. Right. And and but you know
1: what? It's somebody's baby. Right. They take it to heart and they get sensitive and they get all up in their feelings about, it. and I'm like. I'm trying to help you. I really am trying to help you. I wouldn't. Why would I? If you're my friend, why would I do something that I, that would hurt you? That right. doesn't even make sense. Right. I'm trying to make it better because I want you to get it produced. Right. And I know what's going to get produced and what's not. I mean, I've been a um, screenwriting judge for the Greater Philadelphia Screenwriting, you know, office. They have this every year. They have the Set in Philadelphia Screenwriting Contest. I've been a screenwriting judge for them since 2007. Mm. And they have five judges. Four of them in Hollywood, and I'm in Philadelphia. So I represent the Philadelphia part, but you know I've seen hundreds and hundreds of scripts, and you know we got to give these notes, and you know, and we got to pick who's the winner of the contest and all. So this is what I do, and I I I don't do it to hurt someone's feelings. It's constructive criticism. I'm just trying to help them become better and stronger as a writer.
0: Well, it, it's at, at the end of the day, what they they need to understand is that it's a business Mm, so mm -hmm. if if you're in the business of filmmaking and that's what i tell filmmakers i always tell them you know do yourself a favor and try to get out of the mindset that you're a filmmaker you're 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 kind of sort of but in reality you're in the business of making films That is your that is your business and screenwriting Mm -hmm. is a very important part of that so what you really need to do is, and it's hard. I understand that because I've sent my scripts out and had them eviscerate it. But, you know, once I got over my, you know, well, who who do you think you're talking to stage? And this yeah. is, this is great. and It's better than anything I've ever seen. But once you get over that and you really take a look at the notes, he say, okay, well, yeah, they were right. Yeah. Yeah. They were right here too. And you go back in and you, take advantage of what someone has given you as far as those are concerned. Like you right. said, it's, it's there to make your product better, better. which in mm-hmm. turn, you know, lets you win because if you have a better product, it has a better chance of getting
1: made. Well, getting picked up, or even somebody options it or buys it or whatever, and then it gets produced. So, you you want to go out strong, especially if you're going to enter into the film festivals and stuff like that. Uh, screenwriting contests, um, you definitely they, they have thousands and thousands of screenplays that come through their door. So you you have to be to shine. You have to yeah, you have to know your stuff. And I you know that comes again, like I said, it's it's learning the craft, is doing the work, put the work in, write many many scripts. Um, uh, of course, get Final Draft or some music, movie magic or something that helps you format the script properly. Um, and, you know, you have to read. You have to read hundreds, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of scripts because you have to see what are great scripts and what right. what they look like. Um, and then of course, you have to watch hundreds and hundreds of movies. Mm-hmm. You have to study that. So I always tell people that I'm students or something. I tell them you read the script, you watch the movie, then you go back and read the script. The reason why you do that is because a lot of times they take out things. By the time they film it, they yes. take things, and you want to see what they took out. And you, okay, why did they? Why did you think they did that? Does it make it flow better? Does it make it more exciting? Does it make it more impactful? So you want to, you want to do that. People, people say, "Oh, that's a lot of work." <laughs> as soon as they say that to me, I'm like, "Okay, I, I can't work with you." <laughs> I can't work with
0: you <laughs> okay okay I'm, go- I'm gonna take some aspirin see that i don't understand that i don't understand that because again if this you you approach it one of two ways you approach it as a business or you approach it as a hobby mm-hmm. so if you're approaching it as a hobby then no fine you know what Do whatever floats your boat because, you know, you you just like making films and, you know, it's just for, hey, I did it and that's fine. But if you are looking to take it anywhere and not necessarily Hollywood, if you're just looking to get it produced because, you know, contrary to what people believe, there, there are other things that are outside of Hollywood. You have you have very prolific and successful filmmakers who never stepped foot in Hollywood. So right. if you're looking to get your work produced, the best mm-hmm. thing to do would be to invest in yourself, you know, so you're, you're supposed to have final draft, uh, you're supposed to have Celtics. They have so many different,
1: yeah, you s- different screen mm-hmm. writing,
0: um, you know, software that you could use that, that it, that it's unbelievable. And then as far as reading scripts, you can get those for free.
1: Online. You can yep. get it for
0: free. You could go on It'll YouTube. Cost you yeah.
1: Don't it cost
0: doesn't, you doesn't cost you any
1: money. So
0: you know the same
1: same thing with like the workshops. They can get mm-hmm. free workshops online going to, um screenwriting one oh one or something like that. Yes. Or they they can take courses that I do. I mean, you know, I make it sure it's not expensive so that people can afford it, mm-hmm. you know. like I wanna help people. Right. Um I, I do wanna help people. So they can do a mixture and they can get books, you know, you get some books, you study that, you know, mark it up with your highlighter to say, okay, I need to remember this and how to do this. And that's what you do, but you have to take the time to put the work in. If not, you know, make it a hobby. Like you said, don't, don't try to make a career out of it because you're going to keep getting those from the industry and you're going to get frustrated.
0: Yeah. And depending on where you're going, As, as you know, as they say, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. And as you move up that food chain and when you're dealing with someone else's money. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, people need to understand that when you're dealing with someone, you know, it, it, it makes no sense that you would not do everything that you could to put the best product forward. Because then what you do is you turn around and you ask someone to believe in your mediocre or social project. And then right. you get upset when they tell you no, but you're getting upset because someone told you no for work you put you, that you would not put in. And right. that makes no sense. If, yeah, if exactly. you're looking for someone to actually invest in you, how much have you invested in yourself?
1: Exactly. Is the question.
0: Yeah. So if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why are you upset that someone else won't invest in you?
1: Because they exactly. look, they look at your work and they say, "Well, good grief! Well, who wrote this?" Right. Or who shot that? And you know, and you know it's really insulting when you when you somebody sends me a script wants me to be a script consultant, and I it's not even formatted correctly. That's yes. like basic. It's not even formatted correctly. That that means you don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you don't care, why should I care? Right. Basically, um, but then again, you know, the, 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 it's easy, like I said, to go online and get that information for free on YouTube and you don't have to pay anything. You just go online and you t- look up the videos and um, they tell you what type of software to get. They tell you the b- basics. They tell you how to do an act one, act two, act three. They tell you all this. And you can also, like I said, you do screenwriting courses with me because you want that feedback from an instructor. Right. You know, if you don't have the money to go to a university to do screenwriting courses you take courses like mine or other ones or other people like that, but then you can get that one on one better one on one because you know you're the I'm here you're there you do it now online and I can answer questions mm-hmm. while we go through things so that's a that's a help to a lot of screenwriters
0: okay so we're gonna kind of move off of screenwriting as one part of the filmmaking process. Hey everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. Once again ladies and gentlemen we are talking to the incomparable phenomenal filmmaking director jillian bullock a sense okay. of purpose which right. was a very good film and it was a very interesting film and i'm not going to give it away because i want people to matter of fact can you please give us the title the, the, the uh, well, correct title okay, of called, the film
1: it's called a sense of purpose fighting for our lives And it tells the story of uh, military veterans, basically military veterans, uh, PTSD, and military sexual assault. In the film, uh, uh, the actress, Tamara Woods, plays Sergeant uh, Diane Torres. She's been sexually assaulted. Well, she's been raped by her commanding officer, who is played by John Quillen in the movies Captain Nixon. So not only does she come home from Afghanistan uh, with mental issues, PTSD depression from being raped she has a bigger problem because she finds out she's pregnant and That's a whole big different Problem to have, you know, what do you do? You know, she's a Christian woman and You know, she's fighting with that. Do I keep the baby? Do I abort the baby? So that's that's very stressful on top of the rape situation. hmm
0: And and what I found Very interesting like I said, I'm not going to give a lot of it away because the film right now ladies and gentlemen please support this film it is on amazon prime support the film because the more people that go and watch it the algorithm gets better and miss bull yep. gets paid more money so that's you, what definitely, comes down to. <laughs> you definitely want to go and support the film so if you have cable and you have amazon prime you must go watch a sense of purpose fighting for our lives plus if you're from philly you get to see some Philly actors. What's better What's better than that? You know, you, you're supporting, you know, your fellow thespians and actors and things like that. But back to the film. Right. What I found interesting was John's character. Mm-hmm. Because initially when I saw him commit the rapes, I was like, yo, this dude, this dude is just a bad dude. Mm -hmm. but as you got further into the film and you kind of saw what was actually going on with him and the issues and the demons that he had to deal with you did not excuse what he did but you had a better understanding of why Mm -hmm. he did what he did and became the type of person that he was that would actually um, commit rape on a woman, because by Mm -hmm. the end of the film, my my takeaway was. He was he was more damaged than the person he was inflicting damage on. Mm hmm. And 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 that's really something. um, and, And see, this is why people have to go watch it, because I'm being cryptic for a reason, because I'm not going to give you the plot. You need to go and watch it. But. It, it really points out that there are a lot of broken people out here and mm-hmm. you know you you have broken people that are in positions of power and you know they need help just as as just as just as much as the victims which is saying because in something. a
1: sense because, because in a sense they're victims as well right and I, I this is the reason why i wrote it that way i normally in movies like this they just stay with the victim which is the female normally um like you said but they never normally they don't follow the other side the other the the, the perpetrator what was his life like what happened what happened to him his defining moment Mm -hmm. that made that switch because it could happen to anyone if they look at the movie they will understand um so i wanted to do both sides justice like you said not give him an out right but people will get to understand what happens in the military it happens far too often it's an epidemic you consider that the military is the largest employer in the world if you think our mil- military people all over the world mm-hmm. um and and the fact is in the military more men are raped than women wow because there's more men in the in the military
0: wow
1: yeah I so that's even yeah that's a hard, that's even you know harder for uh, men because you know they're men they're like oh you know you shouldn't get raped or why am i you know you, you're not a, a man because you got raped you allowed yourself to get raped mm-hmm. so you know that part was brought out in the movie as well so you know i just try to make it very balanced um so people can make up their own mind by the time they get to the end and what happens at the end we're well, not gonna give that away mm-hmm. to both characters mm-hmm. um you know, I wanted to make sure that people saw it from both sides.
0: So how long did it actually from 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 the beginning and to the end? How long was the process? Um,
1: five years. Wow. Yeah. Five years. Five years. See, see, yep. see. From from the, the from the concept, you're saying. Yes. To end, like five years. Yeah.
0: So basically, this is a long game. So if if you're yes. getting into it to uh, I'm going to be walking the, the red carpet at the Grammys next year and I just got into it. Think again, folks. It,
1: it took again. five
0: years to make a to make this film. Right.
1: Yeah. It, it, you know, a lot of different things happened. Like I, when I first started the script, I was. I had seen a TV show about this guy in, in San Diego who has an MMA studio, a mixed martial arts studio, mm-hmm. and he found that the veterans responded to mixed martial arts it helped them with their ptsd and depression so all those people that are in school were veterans men and women are veterans i said wow that's a cool concept because mm-hmm. i tried to mix martial arts so i said "Oh, that be a cool concept mm-hmm. but once i got into interviewing some veterans i interviewed like 100 veterans so that took time you know it takes time for you to interview everyone but what i found out that most of them that had ptsd had it because they had been sexually assaulted wow so I said, oh, that's an even better story. So I had to stop, rewrite the script. And that's why it took some time. Um, and I rewrote the script to the script that is now.
0: Okay. So as far as um, funding, how did you go about securing funding for the film?
1: Well, it, a lot of it came from me and my producing partner, Delaine Poe. Um, she's a producer. She's been with me, like you said, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So she going go to Hollywood with me. So right. she's from the beginning. Um, credit cards, you know that. But then yes. we had Joe. Yeah, credit cards. <laughs> so but then we had uh, Joe Hunter came on board. He came on as an executive producer. This guy, man, he was a lifesaver. He set up five different fundraising events. Wow. Um, and he, he has, he knew so many people, um, and in between our people, my people, my family and his people, his big, uh, group that he knew. And my other producer Lamont Fountain, who was also the DP on a, on a, on a movie, we all came together. Um, Joe, do you know, he put up some money Lamont, you know, he worked for free a lot of times on deferment. Um, sometimes we could pay him, sometimes we couldn't, mm-hmm. but even that in a sense is money, Because, you know, he's not getting paid right there. You know, like sometimes we could pay him, sometimes we couldn't pay him, but he still was cool with them. And through all that effort, we were able to got a couple of investors involved. And through all that, we were able to finish the film, get it done.
0: So so basically it took. A lot of people who actually believed in what you were doing Mm -hmm. and it took some mad collaboration. Oh, yeah. But it also <laughs> sounds like people were willing to make sacrifices for this thing to come about because DPs don't work for free. Normally, DPs no. DPs do not work. And, and, and I've seen Mr. Fountain's work. Right. So, you know, the, the fact that this gentleman said, OK, well, I'll shoot it for you. Don't worry about it right now. We'll work that out later. That's phenomenal. And see, Let me let me point something out to everyone that's uh, tuning in right now. That doesn't happen with everybody. Mm -hmm. So in order for things like that to happen, where people come on board your projects, you have to be the type of person that people want to do that for. And that's where the relationship building comes in. That's where the uh, integrity comes in because as I said filmmaking is a very expensive and, and very involved business
1: and yep, people, sure
0: people don't don't part with their money <laughs> they 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 just don't I can tell you I've been in this for a very long time and you know the people that have have uh, known me especially since we started doing the show it's very difficult to raise money so when people decide to come on board and and want to help you it, it speaks a lot. To the person that they're willing to throw their hat in the ring with, mm-hmm. and and and
1: and that. Well, it's, it's another reason why he came. Another reason why he he came on as a producer too. All, me, Joe Hunter, Delamont and Delane Poe. We knew we don't get paid up front. We paid other people though. We made sure our crew was paid, and we made sure our actors were paid, and we made sure we fed them well. So that's what we were more concerned about. We said we'll get ours in the in the end, but we wanted to make sure they were filmed. And, and And of course, we put money toward the equipment that Lamont needed. That was very important, so we have a certain look that he wanted. So, the four of us didn't get paid, but we paid others. We made sure we paid other people. Can, can you just repeat that again? What
0: what what did you what did you do? You did what?
1: We we paid uh, the crew and the the cast. And fed them well. Okay. So, so. <laughs> you got to feed them well because they're out there for them. long hours.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so. You feed them. When people look at this down the road, I want you to stop, <laughs> rewind this part, this portion of the podcast, and listen to what she said. Folks, pay your people. Yeah, pay them. And if you can't pay them, feed them.
1: Feed them. Feed them. If you definitely can't pay, you you feed them. You feed them and you feed them well. You do not just give them a little bit of sandwiches and a a little water. You feed them well Mm -hmm. because they have to work 10, 12 hours shifts. Um, And if they are working on deferment, the actors and all, if they're working on deferment, at least their bellies full, happy, and they got the energy to go out and do the next things that they need to do. But my thing is. I told the producers up front, we don't get paid up front, we'll get paid in the back end. Mm -hmm. I said, we have to pay the the crew and we have to pay our cast. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did.
0: And and see, that goes a long way because word of mouth is one of the most powerful advertisements out there, if not the most powerful. And Mm -hmm. when you take care of your people, that gets around. So the next time Jillian Bullock wants to um and we're going to talk about that in a second the next time jillian bullock wants to produce a film all she has to do is put it out there and the actors that have worked on this project and the music video they're going to be like yo that's a project you definitely want to uh try to get casted for because she takes care of her people i cannot stress that enough that you must take care of your people because when you take care of your people your people won't mind staying on your set for fifteen hours, right?
1: Yeah, and like I said, that's why you gotta feed them.
0: <laughs> gotta feed them. You
1: gotta feed. Them. You know, I mean, you gotta feed. I mean, depends on when we were shooting. Sometimes they, I, I definitely made sure they got paid. They got fed at least twice a day. Mm-hmm. You get a breakfast and a lunch, or you get a lunch and a dinner, depending mm-hmm. on when we were filming. But you got f- fed twice a day. Okay. I, I want I want them to have the energy. I want them to walk away saying. I want them walk away saying, I'm starving. Right. <laughs>
0: You have, you, have them, you have them leaving your set going to make a Mickey D's run or going right. to get a, a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich. You're like, man, right. she couldn't be oh, right. surprised with a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich. What right. kind of crap no. is that? And, and I, trust me, I, nope. people, because uh, look, I've been on some sets Oof. where you're standing around and you're saying to yourself, okay, where are the craft services? I know I'm not on a professional commercial television set or professional movie set, but I mean, can, can a brother get a bottle of water? <laughs> you know you can go to dollar store and get some bottled water you know so that that
1: yeah. you know Chris. yeah we, we made we made that all the time at least have water on the set all right. the time but then i was very mindful of how many hours we worked and at a certain time uh delane would make sure that we cut at a certain time she she would look at the clock and say okay this is we've been here for four or five hours stop we're gonna go get let's go get some food okay um you, you just have to take care of people. I, I, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So let's, let's talk about your, because you also did a music video, mm-hmm. which was actually nominated. Yes, and won. And won <laughs> at the formerly Philadelphia Independent Film Awards, now the IFAB Awards, but her video won. So mm-hmm. talk about what, what was the, the idea behind wanting to make a music video from the film?
1: Well, it was. I wanted to do like a PSA because I remember years ago when Lady Gaga did one um, about rape in colleges, Mm -hmm. and she did this big thing, and you know she sang it on the Oscars. You know, I don't have that platform yet to be Mm -hmm. jumping out to be able to do that on the Oscars. You're working your way towards it. I'm working it. I'm working it. Um, But you know, that moved me when I saw that because I know she had been raped, and um, I said, well, you know, I said, okay, sexually assaulted or raped in college um sexually assaulted raped in the military you know so i said well let's pull from um some some scenes from the movie and also we shot some additional scenes with uh john quillen and christopher mann who everybody knows chris um and he came in and did the video uh the music video with us and it turned out excellent um we were nominated for a lot of awards with that one as well and won um so you know, it was important to me to, to have people. Maybe they like to. They may not have seen the movie yet, and we didn't know when that was going to come out. So we said, okay, at least they could see this and get a, a sense of what the movie's about.
0: Okay, so you, you've been getting a lot of positive feedback mm-hmm. from the film. Can you can you yeah. talk about
1: that? Well, yeah, I've been getting a lot of good feedback from veterans' organizations, veteran organizations, which is a little scary because you don't know how they're going to respond to. A movie like this, mm-hmm. you know, but they've been very, you know, supportive, and so many people have come out and shared with me the fact that they they had been sexually assaulted or raped when they were in the military, and they said they've never told anybody. Mm. So, so we actually went around to a lot of different veterans organizations and showed like 30 minutes of the film, um not the whole piece because we couldn't at that time because we don't want anybody to take the film and. Put it out before it was supposed to be put out. Right. Um, so we showed like 30 minutes of it. And even with that, people were just so moved and some people were crying. I mean, it was a very emotional thing. Everywhere we went, we showing shown this film. It was very emotional for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of support from mental health uh, organizations because, you know, PTSD and depression, um, um, military p- veterans actually 22 a day commit suicide. Wow. Uh, which is horrible, um, whether they were sexually assaulted or not. 22 veterans commit suicide each day, um, so that's that's crazy. Um, so they don't, they're not getting the mental health th- uh, help that they need. So a lot of I, we let it show to some mental health organizations. They loved it as well. Um, someone right now contacted me. They want us me to show the movie at the Veterans Administration. That's huge. Um, I, I never thought I would get that um, oh. because it's the Veterans Administration. They kind of shy away from sexual assault and rape, and they don't want to talk about it really or anything like that. But um, yeah, they want me to show it there, so I'm wow. gonna work that out. Yeah.
0: Well, wow, that's that's great. Yeah, my friend, um, who I hadn't heard from in 36 years, we were in boot camp together, and he contacted contacted me a couple of weeks ago. Turns out he's a captain in the Navy now. Mm-hmm. And that was that blew my mind. I'm like, wow. Um, but he did. Uh, and, and that's that's a horrible statistic that 22. Military personnel a day commit suicide. And yep. he actually did the uh, the push up challenge. For okay. that. but that that really needs to be highlighted. And it, it's kind of interesting because you see politicians on television talking about, oh, they're heroes, they're heroes, they're heroes, but yet when it's time to, you know, put some funding behind Mm -hmm. our veterans uh, to get them, you know, proper medical care, uh, proper treatment for possible drug abuse, um, just somewhere to live, then everybody goes silent. Oh, we don't have any money. But wait a minute, five minutes ago, you said they were your heroes, you know, and and these people, you know, they 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 serve their country, and it, it it's sad that you know oftentimes you know when they get out they're just they're just completely overlooked. So your yep. film actually serves a number of purposes. It's interesting, a sense of purpose, and it serves a number of purposes because it brings to light, as you said, the mental issues that a lot of our service members go through the sexual abuse that a lot of these service members go through that they don't speak on. And then your piece comes along and they're looking at the screen and they're saying to themselves, that's me. Yep. Yep. So what, what is the feeling that you get from knowing that, something that you created is actually helping so many people?
1: You know, it's a good feeling. Like, I only want to write scripts and produce projects that are empowering, uplifting, um, gets conversations started. Um, So you probably will never see me doing a romantic comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. It's just I'm not that type of filmmaker. Right. Everybody, every filmmaker has their own genre. Because um, this is the only way I know how to uh, affect change in the world is to put out certain type of films to, to focus on people who are marginalized, people who are overlooked, people who, you know, society kicks to the curb. Um, and it's important to me to do that. If I have a voice, this is my way to do that. I, I'm a writer. I'm a producer I'm a director um, I'm a creative so I can do this and put it out there to the world whether it's through a TV oh and I hope that it affects people helps change their life or make their lives better or if they need help like anybody see this movie and they know that they're dealing with that something that like that happened to them that they can get the therapy and get the help that they need to um, to have a better life a more productive life
0: that's that's powerful that's powerful and 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 that's the great thing about being a filmmaker because you know you can use your platform for positive change you Mm -hmm. know And, and and that's what it's about there's nothing wrong with the romantic comedy we all like to laugh and like oh you know hey that's that's great you know falling in love and things like that but you also need content which draws attention to certain things because sometimes that's the only way that those things will change and you know be made to you know be made better is by bringing it to people's awareness because oftentimes right. you know because I was unaware that sexual assault was so prevalent
1: oh yeah in the it's military an epidemic.
0: it's an epidemic it's crazy you know and and it's and it's probably much worse now because when i was in the service i'm not even going to date myself but when i was in the (laughs) service there were no co-ed ships Mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't have anything like that so
1: it it doesn't matter but listen men get raped right women so it could be an all-male ship wow there was rape going on trust me there was rape going on that ship all male there was rape going on trust me
0: that's that that is that is unbelievable but yeah it's a phenomenal film and once again folks if you have Prime Video on Amazon, or you know what, I'll let you tell it because it, well, I'm sure even it is, if it's places place, they it's, don't have Prime and they mm-hmm. can rent it. It's only two ninety nine. Two ninety nine, <laughs> folks. You you pay more than that for a uh, Starbucks. I don't go to Starbucks. You you pay more than that for um, Starbucks coffee, right? Or that a uh, Chick fil A right. spicy chicken sandwich. So
1: so even so, if they don't have Prime, they can just rent it for two ninety nine. It's it's not much. Yeah, and, and, I kept the price low.
0: <laughs> and, and, and it's all about us supporting us because we, we oftentimes speak about the lack of support and why aren't they. It's mm. always the why aren't they when in reality it should be why aren't we? Because if we are looking to get to a certain point, it starts with us in order for them to say, OK, well, this person is whatever. They need to see that, you know, people have the numbers. Sorry, folks, it's a business; it's a numbers game. So is. If, if we're not supporting each other, once again, they're not going to say, "Well, I'm not going to put any money behind them because they don't yeah When your own people won't support your stuff, you cannot expect someone from the outside to support your stuff. Oh yeah, and, and <laughs> so I'm, true. You know, it is it it is what it is. But I'm 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 gonna jump off my soapbox. I got to put my preacher. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm I'm coming out the pulpit. <laughs> so your film had garnered some interest from some folk on the other side of the country which is a good thing yes and we we talked about that previously so could you share as much as you
1: can Mm -hmm.
0: with our listening audience
1: well because um of my film a sense of purpose fighting for our lives i got contacted by two hollywood producers um, who were doing their own military movie called 22. Uh, and they were looking for, surprisingly, a female director, which I was very surprised about. Um, and then they were like, okay, they looked at my stuff. There you go. They're going to look you up. They're definitely going to look you up on all social media, IMDb, your, your your any clips or reels that you have, anything like that. They're going to look you up. Any news articles on you, they check everything. Mm-hmm. This is Hollywood. This is Hollywood. So they came at me, and at first I thought it was um, someone was playing a joke, because they, you know, I said they were talking about it was like a 5.5 million dollar film. I was like, okay, who's who's trying to punk me? Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, talked to them on Zoom, the two producers, the male and the female, Stephen and Rylan. Mm-hmm. Man, they broke it down. I read the script. It was wow. it's an amazing script. Here you go, that script. Um, Cause you know, to be honest, if it was a 5.5 million dollar film and it, the script was crap, I wouldn't have done it. Of course, I want to move to that next level, but I wouldn't have done it. Right. it it's a very well written script. I did give them some notes. He was Stephen is one of the co-writers. Uh, he's in the military himself. I'm the other co-writer. Both of the guys that wrote it, both in the military. Um, so they did. I did give some notes, and they were open to it. They were like, "Okay, yeah, sure," and they went and made the changes. So we're looking at going into to. to pre-production like January, so it'll be out in California that we'll be filming. Um, so I won't be in Philly. My first step out of Philadelphia to oh, shoot wow. a major film. We get, we're, They're getting some A-list stars to be in the lead roles. Um, and I had a hand in some suggestions that, again, they were open to, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> so um, a female, a woman of color, they they didn't have a problem with it. Um, and they were like, yeah, they've been pretty cool. So we're working it out. I'm excited about it.
0: See, that, that's, that's great. So basically, by putting in the work, mm-hmm. we're back to mm-hmm. that again, folks. Putting in oh, the yeah. work. <laughs> when you yep. put in work, mm-hmm. things happen. And they may not happen right away, but they do happen. Mm -hmm. Because you put in work. And when you put in good work and you make good product, people tend to notice that.
1: And that's basically what what, what, what happened with this. So, yeah. Well, and and another thing, I didn't tell you this. um, Another producer, not these two, a different producer in Hollywood contacted me, saw the movie on Amazon, Mm -hmm. contacted me about that and wants to do a sequel. Wow. So I don't even have a concept for. I mean, I have a concept for what I want to do, mm-hmm. uh, but of course, I haven't really written anything yet. But I was like, okay, this is like crazy now. So, and in between that, I have my own movie, a cup full of crazy, I have to do in May. That's that I'm right. Reading, we didn't, that wrote, we did talk
0: about a cup full of crazy.
1: Talk about a cup full of crazy. A cup full of crazy. That's my baby.
0: With with Jacinth <laughs> Headlam, who is awesome. Love me some Jacinth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah, tell us, tell us. Oh, I see that that movie yeah. totally. I'm so glad you brought that up
1: because it totally slipped my of mind. Course it up. What is going on <laughs> well, after, with A Cup Full of yeah. Crazy? After I do 22, I go right into A Cup Full of Crazy, which is a psychological thriller. OK, um, like you said, just saying that she's going to be the lead actress um, and it deals with her. Her character is a award winning screenwriter and a former Mixed Martial Arts fighter. Mm. Hey, that's right. You got to write what you know. That's what people... Let me tell you that. You write what you know. So. That's right. The mixed Martial Arts, the screenwriting. But she had a nervous breakdown. Her character had a nervous breakdown a year ago. Now she's trying to get her life back on track. Mm. Something happened in her life. She had a nervous breakdown. She's seeing a therapist and everything. She's writing a script about a Philadelphia serial killer. And as she's writing the script, the things that are happening in her script starts happening to in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Her best friend and her doctor don't know if she's like imagining this because she's had a nervous breakdown. She's on some medication. So they don't know if that's the case or if it's really true what she's saying. But they don't know. And nobody will know when you watch it. You have to, it's not one of those movies that you can get up and go to the bathroom. Mm. Um, You will miss a lot if you do that. So it's going to be very on the edge of your seat, very enticing, very. Riveting, I should say. Okay. Okay. Be riveting. Yeah. So it's gonna be one of those those type of movies.
0: So I noticed. So, so so question. Um. Did. Did you change lead actresses?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, I did. And for different reasons. Okay. Won't get into that. But okay. um, okay. um. But Jacinta, she's fantastic. Um. The leading male. We got some good people in here, and it and it, it has a big element of fitness in it, mixed martial arts and boxing. Mm -hmm. So we actually have some well-known UFC fighters that are going to be in it, well-known boxers that are going to be in it, well-known fitness people that are going to be in it. And that's a a good way to uh, um, get interest for more money because Mm -hmm. they see those type of people in it and then they're like, you know, your investors are more likely to give you more money because they know it's going to be successful because these people have great millions and millions of followers. and it's just going to add a good a different element to the part of the, the thriller. But this is going to be more entertaining as well, because you have that part with the MMA and the boxing.
0: Wow. That, that, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Now, this, now <laughs> I, I want to ask. So how did you go about selecting Jacinth? Did she have to actually audition for the role or was that just basically a phone call?
1: Well, what happened was Antoine Allen did a movie with her called Lola, which has been all over the social media right now. It just came out. Um, She was in that movie. Yeah, he's a good brother. He is. Um, She was in his movie, and he suggested her to me, and um, he sent me her information, and then I went online again and saw her reel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) have a reel. (laughs) Please. It helps. Have a reel. reel. (laughs) Get that reel done. If you're an actor, get that reel done. Um, so after I saw the reel, loved it. I gave her a call. We talked, then we met up. So I wanted to see her in person. At that time, COVID wasn't happening. So I could see her in person. Um, she's fantastic. Amazing. Wonderful. We went through, read through some of the parts of the script. Um, I said, she's perfect. You know, she's going to be great in this role. And we've been talking, uh, cause it's been changed. Changes in the script and stuff like that and all, and it's a very physical role, and I need to know if she could do that role because she's, like I said, she's a former MMA fighter, but she still trains even though she doesn't fight anymore. And she said, "I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to put the time in to get in the best shape of her life so she can look good on screen."
0: Well, you definitely got a good one there. Um, I've, she's been in, oh gosh, she did "Compromised" with me about. Six Seven years ago mm-hmm. and she's she's done a lot of really good work and she's yeah. just a phenomenal person um mm-hmm. I, I love justin she's she's such a, a nice young lady so um that that's a that's a great addition so that that definitely um <laughs> brings some punch to to okay. you so I, I am so looking forward to to seeing to seeing that film so besides a cup full of crazy 22 and all this other stuff
1: <laughs> yeah what, what,
0: what so so what's what's uh, going on for next year besides those projects
1: um i'm going to be doing a, a boxing movie just specifically boxing mm-hmm. and it deals with um a a heavyweight boxer who um john Quinlan is going to be playing that role um and what happens is something he gets brutally beat up in mm-hmm. The ring and because of that he ends up blind. yeah, so it's, it's his journey to try to come back and change his ways because he wasn't he, this character is not the the nicest character He um, had to have that character arc but he's blind. What happens when you're the best of the best right. and your sight is taken from you and what happens to your character and your your mindset? What happens to you and how do you make changes that'll change the way you've been acting the, the, your whole life? Um, it's always about, to me, it's always about development of a person, how you change and how you grow and how you become better. So it's going to be a lot of work for him because he'll have to train in boxing for, you know, like Michael B. Jordan did in Creed and everything. Mm. And he'll have to train and go to um, a blind school. Mm. Yeah, because he has to learn how to move like a blind person. Right. Um, so there's, there's a place here in Philadelphia called Overbrook School of the Blind.
0: Yes, very so, familiar with that.
1: Right. So he'll go there. You know, that'll be part of his training that he'll have to um, put the time in some months in, to learn how to do how blind people do, how they act like they read in Braille and Mm -hmm. how he has to move. And it's going to be very, you know, challenging for him. But, you know, he's a great actor, so he can he can do it.
0: Yeah, that that sounds that sounds very interesting. So your plate is full.
1: It's full. Yeah. Plus, I'm doing my I'll be doing speaking engagements booking for speaking engagements next next year as well oh, as we go back out into the world and do some more speaking engagements. Um, it was closed down for this year but I'll be back out there next year. Between speaking engagements traveling there and doing the movies and everything else, uh, just no sleep.
0: <laughs> hey, the life of a, a busy filmmaker, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. But one thing that we definitely have to do that we always talk about that we never seem to get around to doing is once the IFAP Awards is back in a physical building. Right. Jillian and myself, and I've (laughs) said this, Jillian Bullock, now I don't want anybody to get offended if you plan on attending the show. Jillian (laughs) will be the second person because I got to take a picture with my wife first. Jillian will be the second person that I take a picture with because we have never taken a picture never. together at the never. show never
1: never ever I, I don't understand how that happens i, don't I know. see you Well, you know i, I mean you see me
0: i'm running from, i'm running here i'm running there but i said i don't care what i'm doing <laughs> i said i am going to stop everything that i'm doing and i'm getting a picture on the red
1: carpet with miss jillian bullock and I said, he's he going to grab me before I go to Hollywood. Absolutely.
0: He because, see, you know what? You're going to have to have that proof because when you're standing up there with that gold statue and you're telling people, well, yeah, I know her. They'd be like, yeah, Floyd, you always talk about who you know. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm telling you, we were, see, this, this, then they were like, and then you know what they're going to say? Oh, that was Photoshop. You don't, you don't know for real. So but I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, Photoshop, Smoker shop. I don't care. I don't care. But this was phenomenal. Yeah. And I want okay. you to please tell everyone where they can find you, where they can follow yeah. you, and where mm-hmm. they can find your films
1: on. Yeah. Well, Netflix let's platforms. start with well, jbullockenterprises.com. They can go there. That's the movie website. That's my film website. It has everything what I'm working on on there. Anything I've done is on there. Um, Jay Bullock Enterprises, and that's all my social medias on there, so they can just click on that or Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever they want to click on, they'll find me. And of course, the movie A Sense of Purpose, fighting for our lives, is on Amazon. Come on, y'all, support the sister, so I can say, hey, Philly did me great before I head to Hollywood.
0: <laughs> that's phenomenal. And before we go, what would be one piece of advice that you would give someone looking to make a film or actually write a screenplay? What would be the one piece of advice that you would give?
1: Well, I already gave the advice uh, for the screenwriting, for filmmaking, but it's the same thing. You got to study your craft. If you can get on sets, start off as an intern, Production assistant, move your way up. First of all, you got to know what you want to do. If you want to be a director, if you want to be a producer, if you just want to be a crew member or DP or whatever you want to be, you have to know that first. And then you have to go and try to get a mentor. It's always good to get a mentor. I think that's very important to get a mentor who's in the business, who can help pull you along. But again, a mentor is going to ask a lot of you. So don't think that you can just ask someone to be a mentor and they're just going to give you a free ride, they're going to expect a lot out of you. and They're going to expect you to put the work in. So, so try to get on a set. Try to get a mentor. Um, follow people online that you love, who you want to be like. Follow them on social media. Then reach out to them after you get to know them a little bit. Don't just go straight and cold, cold trying to get to know right. They don't like that. Hey, we just met. Can, you, like you, can, you, read, can you read my script? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you just Can you produce this? People like, I don't know how many people had been seeing me this to, to this month i've done five interviews i've never did five interviews in one mm. month so i did five interviews this month about the movie and everything else i'm working on and i guess people have been seeing it because people have been coming at me emailing me talking about can you produce my script i'm like huh mm. <laughs> i don't know you <laughs> i don't know you um and even when the people came to me for 22 I didn't automatically jump at that. Mm-hmm. I went and saw who they were. Right. I went on their IMD page. I went on their website. I went and checked them out as well because I wanted to know they weren't shady. You know. Right. I wanted to make sure that they were professional as well. And they were so I could go with them. But you can't just send people, send try to send product to somebody or the script to somebody. You don't take the time to even try to get to know them a little bit on social media and try to build a a foundation with that person first. That's important.
0: That's very important. And it's also the professional way to do it. Exactly. Always be professional. Yes. Jillian Floyd was amazing. (laughs) This was awesome. I am so glad that we had an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation. And I hope that everyone who tuned in learned something today, I most certainly did. And that's the awesome thing about actually doing this, um, I guess you can call it a podcast. That's the great thing about doing <laughs> this podcast. You get to learn something new every day. So once again, I would like to thank you, Jillian, for spending an hour of your Saturday with yeah. me. It is greatly appreciated. And save me that a summer crap. on the red carpet. Show? Oh, girl, please. Nope. you got, You going to have to come back after you do. See, and you're definitely going to have to come back after you do a cup full of crazy because we're going to have to talk about that. We are going yeah, to definitely yeah. have to talk about that because I got some questions about a cup full of. I want to know how you came up with the title. Uh, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much I want to know. But it's only an hour show, so right, right. I, you know we can. I can ask you that in the next hour. How did you come up with the title for that <laughs> show? But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Be blessed. Be safe. And if you're going outside, please practice your social distancing and put the mask on your face. Peace out, everyone. (laughs)